Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of War Stories from the Music Front. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and again, I'm joined by Lauren Weissman. Lauren, how you doing today? Hey, Michael. Doing good, doing good. So, today is your pick. What's your story for today? Today, my story is, it's, it's two in one. It's Kickstarter underfunding and the whole idea of crowdfunding oversaturation. So we've got the we've got the unders and the overs. Okay. You think about <laughs> you think about Kickstarter, Indiegogo, these other uh, funding and donation campaigns, and people get into this mindset of all we need to do is finish the album. All we need is just that. It will only cost. It's and once free you say money. All, it's free money. Free money. <laughs> all we need is is I always call that one of the failure terms of you're you're setting yourself up for a lot of trouble uh, by stating that. But in these, in these campaigns where people are saying, okay, I just need this amount of money to finish the album. Great. How are you going to market it? And in the same sense, the oversaturation of Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all of these other ones. Remember, there are millions of bands out there that are trying to do the exact same thing. So when you offer an autographed copy for $60, and no offense, but you're a nobody, this is not the greatest campaign. Now, somebody with a higher, uh, higher recognition, a former major label artist, even an independent artist that's had regional, national, international success, they're going to be able to format a more simplified crowdfunding campaign because of their existing audience. But for your audience, you have to dig in to look at what are your real costs to get from A to B. It doesn't mean that you need to raise a million dollars like Amanda Palmer. But just raising enough to get to point X is going to get you in trouble. I always like to say, and it's unfortunately and strangely true, it's a lot easier to go out and get $100,000 from a bank or in a loan than it is to get $10,000. Because oftentimes, if all you need is $10,000, you've created whatever pro uh, product, project, this or that. But if you're going after a hundred thousand, then you know ninety grand of that. It's more than likely going to market it, advertise it, promote it, get everybody paid back, and make some money from there. Yep. Two two points that I've always um, gone back to around crowdfunding and, and that I've encountered is one, and you hit on it with the word audience. Uh, you have to have an audience. Crowdfunding does not find your audience for you. So. If your band has no fans, you will not get money. You have to have fans, and you have to have a lot of fans. You might have 10,000 fans. That doesn't mean 10,000 fans are going to pledge. That might mean 100 of your 10,000 will pledge if you're lucky. So keep that in mind. You need a lot of fans in order to make a pledge campaign work. You can't go in with zero fans and expect people are going to find this cool project and want to fund it. Not going to happen. And then, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 please. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the other part about I only need this much, what I have seen time and time again is, you're right, they forget about the marketing and all the other post stuff, but they also forget about the costs involved to produce and fulfill the rewards that you're giving out. So, yes, we need $10,000, and we're going to give out, we're going to have special t-shirts made up, and we're going to have lithograph prints that are going to be autographed, and we're going to have 
I don't know, all these other things made up that are special rewards. Believe me, you need to do this. You have to have these unique and special rewards, but you don't factor in how much is it going to cost you to make that merchandise. And remember, you're probably you're probably creating a small quantity. T-shirts, you get your breaks when you do 500 T-shirts. You go to a screen printer and say, I need 20 T-shirts. There's not <laughs> going to be a great cost break given to you. If you need 35 lithos, that's different than having 1,000 lithos printed. Um, and then the shipping costs. What do you need? Oh, you've got a litho? Well, you can't fold that up and shove it in an envelope, can you? You need a special <laughs> flat packaging. That's not going to get bent. That's not going to, you know, corners aren't going to get ruined on it. Um, what is it, What are the shipping costs? Oh, you've got fans that are international. Now what's it going to cost to ship and fulfill a large flat package to Brazil for two people? <laughs> so keep that in mind. You know, I, 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 I've, I've encountered people who, hit a panic moment where it's like, oh my God, I got to take like two grand of my 10,000 that I raised and use it just to create my rewards and shipping. Now I don't have enough to finish the recording. See, I, I, I love that. And, and not to put in a dual plug here, but these are areas where both Michael and myself separately uh, can help you. You, you, can, you can put together a crowdfunding campaign and then come to one of us. We can review it to say, okay, what are you thinking about for awards? What are you thinking about for prizes? What are you actually thinking about for a budget? I, I, I'm surprised that certain people will say, I have $4,000 here to do this and release this. Well, where's the press release, the publicity, and the advertising? Oh, no, it's once, once we get this and once people hear it. I mean, if, if you do get to the end of a successful crowdfunding campaign that has the marketing, it is a good idea to get a press release out there. The other thing too is with some of these, some of these rewards, they've been, everybody's offered a T-shirt. This, oh, you get a copy of this first. I don't care. There's nothing special. Right. I just helped you do something, and you're well. You get this early. I want something that no one else gets. I want something that stands out. Some of the crowdfunding things that I've I've advised clients on previously have have included having bands go to people's houses and become maids, and to one up past Funny. that to get a band of four guys, not in the greatest shape, kind of you know my size, to wear French maid outfits and do it for the day. This is crazy it's silly it's something that can bring in the press it's something that people can laugh about and it's something that you can deliver that it brings great marketing to you and again it stands you out from the oversaturation of you'll be the first here oh we'll do a private show for you but you have to be around here and it has to be this and, and you have to fly. I, I saw one you have to fly us here so they just you know this is a nobody band that's now been offered a private show do not look at um, and, and I'm a, I'm a drum, I'm a, you know, I was a drummer in the sense of, you know, Dave Weckl's crowdfunding where one of the most renowned fusion guys can ask and offer autographs and offer these lessons because he's Dave Weckl. And now in, in comparison to somebody that's 20 years old, 21 years old, you autographing something or giving a lesson as a prize, you could be a great teacher, you could be a great drummer, but you're not on the same caliber, but you have the ability 
to create creativity. You would be the apple of our eye if you give us a, 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 this donation for the campaign. And some of that money, like Michael said, coming in, you get them a whole bunch of gift certificates at Applebee's. It's silly, it's kitschy, but it attracts people. It's these different series, and you can change up these ideas. Right. You can continually add and take away. You've got to engage yourself in the sense of what is going to market the album down the line, what is going to intrigue the, the artist, and the one other thing that I want to add, and I want to ask Michael's thoughts on, how are you continually advertising? Because when you're telling me every day, donate 28 days left, 15 days left, 11 days left, it's annoying me and I'm unfollowing. Now, if you're giving other content and this goes more into the marketing and then your call to action and your close is, this is the campaign that we're doing for X, that to me is much more engaging. I'd, I'd love your thoughts on that, Mike. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, that's hugely important. I mean, every, everybody thinks of, of a crowdfunding campaign as I'm getting the money to, to create my album and then I'm gonna do an album release and I'm gonna do all the marketing and support around the album release. Well, the reality is you have to do all sorts of marketing support just around the crowdfunding campaign, just as much as if it was an actual product being released. Um, I worked with Jordan Rudis from Dream Theater. He did a pledge music campaign and he brought me in to help him put together the entire marketing support effort that was needed to, to run his pledge music campaign. So it wasn't just today we launch it and in 60 days we're done. It was like, okay, Jordan, every day I need you to get some content of this and send it to me and we put it out there. We need videos. Oh, we've got to make sure, are we sending some content that's exclusive to just the pledge people and other content that goes out to everybody to entice them to become pledgers? And, um, you know, it was a, a, you know, email marketing. We talked about it last week. You know, I sat down with them. And I'm like, okay, you know, we need to do three email campaigns over the course of this. You know, this day, this day, and this day. And here's the messages that go into it. And here's where we're driving people you need to put a whole marketing effort into just the pledge campaign that you're doing before you even get the album recorded. And that's where I see a lot of people dropping the ball as well. They just sort of think, all right, I've got fans. I've got cool rewards. I launch it on Monday. I'm done. Right? Yep. It just sort of runs on its own, and I check Passive. back. I, I check back in, what, 60 days, and I pick up my check. Uh, no, you got to be busting your ass every day to get people to pledge. And it's not just begging. It's giving them incentives to pledge, giving them exclusive content because they pledge. All right, you guys did pledge. Well, for the next 60 days, you're going to get exclusive content that I don't post on my website, that I don't post in Facebook. You only get it because you were a pledge. So uh, this is the type of thing that, you know, you and I sit down with a client and they go, all right, we're ready to do this. And we ask these questions of the, of, of the prospective client. You know, what's your plan? Oh, you don't have one? Okay, then let's walk through what you need to do. How, much, how large is your fan base? Well, you don't have one. Well, maybe we should spend six months creating a fan base for you before you go into looking for a crowdfunding program. Um, did you think about the fulfillment? Who's going to do the fulfillment? Oh, your mom is going to do it out of the garage? 
um, might want to rethink that. You know, this could all, become a huge undertaking. All the different types. And, and this is like you said, Jordan Rudis, who I'm a big fan of. I, I remember when he was doing the, that Rudis Morgenstein thing. Yeah. That, was, that was insane. But it doesn't, it's, it's at all levels. All levels need to construct a plan. If you live in Alston, Massachusetts, not too far from the New Balance factory, where you can get all these different shoes for like next to nothing, there's a cool prize. Yep. And there's a shipping. And, and, you know, I mean, it really comes down to exactly like Michael's saying, the organization, the optimization of what you're creating, how you're creating it. It's thinking about what you need, what the fulfillment is, and at least a marketing budget to get you going. And remember, think about these people that are giving to you. They're being asked by so many different people. Why should they give to you and what makes you stand out? It comes back to thinking about how you may too be inundated with all these requests to give to stuff all the time. And should you go more toward the route of Kickstarter or one of the systems that says, we do not fulfill unless we hit budget over, right. oh, they'll give you whatever on some of these other sites, whatever's hit, they keep. Because honestly, from where I come from, if I'm seeing a budget and this is supposed to be laid out and they, were, they only got to one-tenth, they didn't get it completed. Or how are they going to get it completed? So the project I, should I, be killed. <laughs> it should be. I don't, I, don't, I don't like those. And I know some bands like, oh, well, we're, we're going to build up to that. How? When? If I'm going to donate to a project, me personally, I want to see that this thing is well planned out. I want to feel special with a sense of exclusivity. I do want to help. But there are a lot of people out there asking every single person to help. So when you look at Kickstarter or any of the other fan funding routes, understand exactly what's required in your budget. Also, and I think it was in the most recent uh, Berkeley magazine, they, they even did a number lay layout. Think about the taxes. Think about the percentages oh, God, that are taken yes, out of there. Think about that. Then, like Michael was saying, think about the rewards. And after all of that, think about that budget, not just duplication or here, but is there a Facebook advertising budget? Is there a press release? Did you even go that extra step to maybe hire a full-level pub publicist for one to three months or a, a different array ranging from expensive to less expensive, but how is that project going to get out to make you see the profits that you're looking for, launch it in a way, and all these people that are now vicariously connected to you because they gave to you, making sure that this, this got as far out as it could for what it is. Yep, yep. You know, I, I think what I, I want to wrap up with saying is always remember that the people who are going to contribute to a campaign are most likely going to be your most diehard fans, your most loyal, your most committed, your most devoted fans. The average music fan off the street doesn't care about funding you, doesn't care about getting close to you, doesn't, they just want, they, they'll give the music a listen when it comes out in six months on Spotify. It's your diehard fans that want to get this close to you. Yep. So you don't want to burn your most loyal and devoted fans. Because you can push a fan from loving you to hating you overnight if you screw them over on their $100 pledge that they never got anything and never heard from you and, and you were just distant. So always remember that. These are, 
these fans need to be handled with, with, with white gloves. Exactly. And I'm, I'm, my closing point is it's not taking you down a few rungs. It might be taking you down a few floors. You are not Amanda Palmer. You are not somebody trying to fund a TV show that had a success. What was it? Veronica Mars. Right. Amazing how this happened. Was it amazing? Yes. Does it have absolutely anything to do with you? No. Yep. You have to, you can look for inspiration, ideas from people in these different levels and what they did. But copying a model, copying a model of somebody creating a testarossa when you have the parts for, you know, a dirt bike. The end result is not going to work in your yep, favor. Yep. Take the take the attention to detail. Take the consideration of the fans you have, the fans you're building. Respect them. Understand that this is happening everywhere, and that by you standing out, by you taking that extra time to create the right budget, the right plan, and the right marketing behind it, you just might come out on the right side of what has become in crowdfunding a very wrong world. Yep. There you go. All right, Lauren. I think that's it until next All right. week. Thanks, everyone. See you later.